Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Today, I speak with Brooke Stratton. Brooke is an Olympic athlete who is the current Australian and Oceanic record holder in long jump. Brooke started her career at Little Athletics at the age of six. She competed in the 2015 World Championships in Beijing and later at the 2016 Summer Olympics where she finished seventh. Her personal best in the event is 7.05 metres set at the Perth Track Classic on March 12, 2016, breaking the 14-year-old Australian record held by Bronwyn Thompson. She was selected for the Australian Athletics team in long jump at the 28 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast in Queensland, placing second. Brooke Stratton is not my usual athletic interviewee as she's not an ultra runner or a trail runner. However, I felt that her story is very relevant to all distance trail and ultra runners. Brooke was until very recently preparing herself for her A event of the year, the Tokyo Olympics. As devastating as it is for us when our local five, uh, 50K, not 5K, well, even 5Ks are cancelled, when our local 50K or 100K is cancelled, Brooke's situations puts our own in perspective. I cannot even begin to imagine what it would be like to prepare for an event for years and to have that cancelled or postponed as this is. I thought a chat with an Olympian would be the best way to find out how she deals with such a situation and hopefully we can use her methods to help us cope as well. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi Brooke and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. No worries. No, um, traditionally I um, interview ultra runners and that sort of um, athlete or trail runners, but I thought seeing as you were an Olympian, you've just had a lot of change happening in your life and that would be something worthwhile talking about. So um, you're not a runner, but you do long jump, which has some running in it. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into long jump and how long you've been an athlete and that sort of thing? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been doing athletics since I was six years of age. Uh, my older brother, Jamie, started Little Athletics two years prior to when I started and absolutely loved every minute of it. Uh, just being able to go along on a Saturday morning and have so much fun with your friends and just strive for personal bests. Um, so yeah, basically just started very young, um, was making some good progress. It was obviously all about having fun at a young age, um, until it sort of got to the point where I realized I had a bit of potential with it. And I competed at the state championships for the first time when I was eight years of age and I won the long jump there and then progressed on to that. Were you participating in all different types of activities or had you? Yeah, yes. So at Little Athletics, um, basically you would go along on a Saturday morning and they'd have between four and five events um, for each age group. And so, yeah, some weeks you'd do a 100-metre sprint, a long jump, a discus throw, and 800 metres, etc. So, yeah, there was plenty of variety. uh, And that's what I really enjoyed about it, just being able to give everything a go. Um, but yeah, long jump was sort of the event that, that chose me, I suppose. And it was the event that, yeah, sort of took me to not only, you know, state, national and international level. It, yeah, it, 
it allowed me to be able to go out there and just in, enjoy it and have fun with it and um, yeah and get the results as well so uh, I, I made my first international junior team when I was 15 years of age and then yeah things just kept progressing from there um, and I, I haven't looked back since. Yeah and you were um correct me if I'm wrong you competed in the 2016 Olympics didn't you? Yes, I did. So obviously, um, it, it was a goal of mine since I was in grade one. So it was something that I'd, I'd been looking forward to my whole life. And um, yeah, and it was a, an amazing experience. It was absolutely fantastic. And um, it's every athlete's dream to get to an Olympic championship. So I was very fortunate there that I was able to qualify and, and make the most of that opportunity. It's, it's a bit of a shame that you know that the Olympics didn't didn't go ahead this year, um, but yeah, it's definitely something that we'll be able to look forward to next year. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, what does your training generally look like? Sort of, what what do you does that encompass? So during like a competition phase of training, yeah. I'll jump twice a week. So during a jump session, it involves some work on my run up. Um, some short approach jumps and some plyometrics as well. Um, and then I'll run generally five times a week. So two of those sessions will be speed sessions. So basically any speed work ranging from, you know, 30 metres up until maybe 100 metres uh, and also t uh, three tempo running sessions. So more sort of speed endurance yeah. um, type running. And then on top of that, a lot of core and mobility work as well, which I generally do up to five times a week. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. But currently, though, my training looks a lot different. Um, I'm unable to access the athletics track, so uh, not doing any jumping at the moment. I'm doing three gym sessions, four running sessions, which are more speed endurance sessions at the moment just trying to build a bit of a base before next season and how many uh, kilometers would you be doing when you're building a base um not a great deal to be honest mm. so my speed endurance session the repetitions that I do range from anywhere from maybe 100 meters up until 300 meters yeah so it, it it's not like I'm going out doing you know 1k reps no. or 2k reps it's all still relatively short because at the end of the day um my long jump run-ups 36 meters so it's I, yeah. I, I don't really need to be going out there and, and running long distances. But I do enjoy that. And if there's any time that I, I can go out and go for a jog, it, it'd be now. So it's definitely yeah. something that, that I'll incorporate into my training while I can. So your um, coach has got you doing more strength work and that sort of thing at the moment? Yeah, yeah. So um, because I'm not able to jump, uh, I've upped my gym sessions to three times a week. Whereas normally during the season, I'd do one to two sessions. So a lot more gym work. Um, and that, yeah, that's obviously to try and build strength and, yeah. and power, which is super important with long jump. And um, so how are you main, so obviously, so talk us through how you find out about, like at what stage, how close to were you 
peaking and that sort of thing in your training for the Olympics? What phase of your training were you at when you found out that it was all postponed? So we were actually right in the middle of the Australian domestic season and we had two pretty big competitions coming up just mm. before we found out that the Olympics were postponed. Um, so they, so we had the Queensland Track Classic, which was um, one of the biggest meets in Australia, actually, and also had the Australian Championships, which were the Olympic selection trials for Tokyo. So, yeah, so I, I was just sort of, you know, on my way to, to hitting my straps and, and ready for some big jumps. And then, yeah, and then found out that they'd um, postponed the Queensland Track Classic and then the week later would have been the Australian Championships and selection trials. We found out not long after that that, that they were postponed, which have now been cancelled because yeah. there's, there's no need to have, you know, the Australian Championships this year. And I don't know if it would be able to go ahead anyway until later on in the year. So, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was a very weird time um, going from having so much to look forward to and, and being like right in the peak of your training to then sort of having nothing. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah, the Olympics is a long time away now. So it's just a matter of, yeah, just getting getting the work done while you can and, um, yeah, and just, I guess, reshuffling your training around and refocusing on, on the thing that you can focus on. So how will you maintain momentum in your training so that you don't lose everything that you had gained, but also while still not, you can't be at that high level forever, how, how do you maintain that fine balance? So I took a little bit of a break um, the last two weeks just yeah. because I knew that if I sort of kept training from now right up until Tokyo, I'd probably burn myself out. Yeah, so I, I think that was super important um, just for both my mind and my body, just give it a bit of a rest. Um, but yeah, between now and then just being really consistent with my training and just making sure that I'm, yeah, hitting all my targets and making sure I'm, yeah, my program's really periodized. So um, yeah, I'm getting all the key sessions done and, and yeah, and making sure that I'm not peaking too early because yeah, you don't, this year's kind of a weird year and it's it's so different to normal years because normally we'd have a major championships in the middle of the year. Um, so yeah, we'd have, we'd be traveling overseas. We'd have, you know, a certain amount of competitions. We, yeah, there'd be so much going on, a real busy time. Whereas this year, it's nothing. we're not going to be going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be going anywhere, not going to be competing, traveling. Um, so, so have they yeah, spoken so I, about when the um, Australian selection trials will be? I, I think they they've just completely canned it for this year. Um, so it, it'll just be, I'd say it will just be at the yeah Australian Championships next year, which will most uh, likely be generally end of March, early April. Okay, yeah. So they'll just completely leave it and and just yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. So how, how are you maintaining a positive attitude and mindset through all of this? Um, I'm just trying to see everything in, in a real positive light, um, not focus too much on the negatives and, and just, yeah, just be grateful that, that there's an opportunity next year because, mm. you know, as disappointing as it is to not be going to the Olympics this year, 
there's still next year. Um, so there's something to look forward to. And at the end of the day, you know, the health and safety of, of everyone around the world is the priority. So it, it's not like, you know, I'm injured and I'm not able to go and compete. It's, you know, we're in a real difficult and tough time at the moment. So I guess, yeah, just got to make sure that, yeah, you put things into perspective and, yeah, um, yeah I, I can't be too upset about this. Just got to, yeah, just got to accept it and move on and, yeah, and just refocus for next year. Yeah, no, that's that sounds like a really good outlook. How are you keeping um, your body healthy generally with uh, limited training, you know, facilities and, and all that? Like, say you're doing gym work, are you doing that at home? Is it like different kind of weights? How are you keeping all that going? Yeah, so normally I would do my gym at the Victorian Institute of Sport and I would also have access to all the services there, like physio, um, you know, dietitian, seeing a sports psych. So, yeah, so all of that has been taken away from a lot of us athletes, which is quite difficult. Um, so I'm actually doing gym from home at the moment and I'm very grateful that um, both my parents and my fiancé's parents have... Um, been able to lend us some gym equipment so it's it, yeah it's it's made life a lot easier for me and I'm able to to get done what I need and obviously a lot of modifying has been put into place with my training so so that I do have the equipment that I need um and can get done what I need um so yeah so it, it's yeah there's been a lot of changes made and obviously like I'm not able to see the physio and get a massage weekly which I normally would do but uh, at the end of the day it, it's just about you know being able to adapt to this situation and if it means that I have to do a lot of my recovery myself then that's yeah that's what I'm going to do. Well that that sounds really great that you're really adapting to this difficult situation and I think um, keeping positive through it all is the most important thing for sure. Do you have um, like a lot of the runners that that I talk to and, and coach and that sort of thing, um, they've had their races cancelled, uh, obviously not on the scale of the Olympics, but do you have any advice for people um, on how to deal with it and, and how they can make the most out of the extra time that they now have available to them so that they're not just, um, you know, sometimes some people go, well, I can't do my race, that's it, I'm sitting on the couch. What, how can yeah. they keep themselves motivated and um, and utilise this extra time in a positive manner, like you seem to have? Yeah, well, I guess it's it's very rare that you get, you know, extra time to be able to put into the things that normally get neglected with your training. Um, so I think one bit of advice is just make the most of it. You know, it's not often that, that you're, yeah, you're spending more time at home and you have that time to put into all the little one percenters, whether it's diet, recovery, sleep. Um, and, and that's what I've realised. Um, you know, having more time on my hands means that I can really focus on on these little things and, and also just try and strengthen up my weaknesses, um, mm. which I think is really important. So, yeah, so I guess, you know, you could see the negatives in, in not being able to race, but yeah, you just got to be positive about the situation and, and just, yeah, focus on what you can control and, and not worry about, 
um, you know, the fact that you can't compete and can't race is as frustrating as it is. Um, there's, yeah, there's so much you can do and you just gotta, yeah, just gotta try and focus on the things that you can improve now while you've got the time. So you're talking about, you know, the one percenters, which is basically the small things that we often neglect because they take, um, or they're, they're at a time that we don't often have time for. But um, so what are some specific ones that you have focused on? Like you spoke about diet. I assume you probably already eat a pretty clean diet. What other things have you done to, to focus on those? Um, I think recovery is a big one for me. Um, you know, just doing all the putting more time into, you know, foam rolling and trigger pointing yeah. and um, self-massage. Um, I feel like those little things are generally what I, I let slip um, yeah. because I, you know, I'd after a big day, you know, you'd rather be on the couch watching TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't be saying that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I think just having the time, you know, like you've got, yeah, you've got so much flexible I have so much flexibility in my day at the moment that it allows me to do whatever I need so um, I'm trying to yeah stick to my routine as best as possible um, yeah even just sleep making sure that you know you're sticking to a routine and getting enough sleep um, yeah just, just a diet I suppose as well just making sure that you're fueling your body adequately and and not obviously you know, there's a lot of downtime at the moment and sometimes you can eat because you're bored and just, yeah, just trying to make sure that you're not getting into bad habits with your eating as well. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And um, you said you're not seeing the um, sports psychologist. Is there anything that you're doing like meditation or visualisation to help yourself in that regard too? Um, I do a little bit of meditation. It's something that I definitely would like to do more of. Um, but yeah, I do visualize myself on the runway, which I think is really important during these times because, you know, when you're not able to go down to the athletics track and jump, I think it's important that you still, yeah, you still see yourself doing it, which I think, you know, when I do get back jumping, hopefully yeah, it'll make things a little easier for me that way. Um, but I, I'm very fortunate that I'm still able to touch base with my sports psychologist um, oh, okay. via you know, Skype, phone call. Um, so that definitely does help because, um, yeah, it, it's just nice to be able to talk to someone. And I'm a really big overthinker as well. So sometimes, you know, it's nice to just be reminded of strategies that can help me through that. And are they helping you um, deal with the whole effect of the coronavirus on your training schedule and racing schedule as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, the VIS have been fantastic. And obviously my dad is my coach as well. So oh, okay. yeah, there's, there's been a lot of back and forth phone calls and um, yeah, just trying to figure out the best way moving forward um, and just make sure that I'm getting everything done with my training. So it's, yeah, I'm very fortunate to have the support network around me that I do. That's great. You're, you're very lucky, but I'm sure um, other people who don't perhaps have such advanced support can still access, you know, family and those sorts of things. Do you have any other sort of tips or advice that you might like to give to listeners who are, 
trying to maintain their training and, and how they can go about that or, or just any just general tips? Um, I think the biggest tip from my end would probably be just to make sure that you're consistent with your training and having so much time. Um, I'm, I'm sure the people that are at work don't have as much time on their hands, but um, yeah, just making the most of, of every opportunity that you've got to better yourself um, in a time like this. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect opportunity to be able to work on your weaknesses um, and just, yeah, put time into the things that you normally wouldn't be able to put the time into. So, yeah, so just, yeah, just making sure you're staying positive and if, yeah, if you need to reach out to someone, reach out to someone and, yeah, and look after your family and friends. No worries. Thanks for that. That's really great advice. And I, I hope everyone um, realises that it's, it's within their reach too. Now, where can people follow you on social media and the like? So I'm on Instagram and my Instagram handle is at Brooke Stratton. Um, I'm also on Twitter and I think my handle is at Brooke Strats. Fair so, and not on Facebook. Yes, I am on Facebook, and that'll just be Brooke Stratton. Mm -hmm. All right. So <laughs> anyway, everyone can follow you there and see how you um, progress towards the Olympics. And um, and yeah, I wish you all the best of luck with your training, and I'm sure it'll all go really well. And and who knows? Like you said, with having a bit of a break and everything, maybe maybe it's sometimes just what the body needs and the mind needs too. So. I guess we've got Definitely. to try and yeah reframe everything in a positive manner. Yes, exactly. It's all about being positive. Yeah. Yep. There's not there. That's, we have to try and do that. All right. Well, yeah. thanks so much for your time. I really thank you very it. much. No right. worries at all. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Brooke has such an amazing outlook. I'm sure it has taken a while for her to get there, but she seems so bright, bubbly and positive. She makes me feel that it is possible to be positive in this situation. I think we can all learn a lot from her. Once again, I'm asking you to please don't forget to get on over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. It really does help me get more high-profile guests on the podcast. Thanks for your support. As I always say each time, I know it feels like things will never return to normal, but before you know it, it will. And this time in quarantine will be a memory. A well-planned program will ensure you're fit, strong and ready to sharpen up for race season. As I said last time, I heard a great quote on a podcast recently that sums up my philosophy for training. So whilst the others aren't and you shall reap while the others can't. This is so true for training. Email me at isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au and we can work together to help you reach your goals, whatever they are, and they don't have to be race goals, and also help you to be the fittest, happiest and healthiest runner you can. Have a great week. Stay safe, stay fit, look after your loved ones. And remember, we will get through this as we are all in this together.